Welcome to Joyful Marketing. I'm Simone Soul, and I teach you how to get your life coaching practice fully booked without having to pay for ads, buy Instagram followers, or complicated sales funnels. It's not rocket science, and you can do it too. Listen on to find out how. Hey, Joyful Marketing listeners. Listen, I am bringing you some of the most exciting news that I've had in a long ass while, which is for the first time in my career, I'm opening up a coaching training certification course. And it's a really freaking big deal to me because I've, I've been planning it for a while with my co-conspirator whom you're going to hear from in a minute. And you know, it's really, I am a coach. I coach coaches. I've been coaching people and I've been working with coaches for so many years. And It's been one of those things that I've been dreaming of for a while, but I never found the right sort of opportunity, the right sort of circumstances to come together to say, yes, this is it. And you know what? This is it now. And I'm so excited to introduce you, my co-teacher, the person that I have come together with in order to create this whole thing. I cannot wait to tell you all about it. Our course is starting next year in January, but let me introduce you to my co-conspirator first. The great Melissa Tears. <laughs> She's here with me. Hi, Melissa. Hi. <laughs> Hi. So this is Melissa. And the first thing I have to tell you about her is that she was my very first coaching teacher, my hypnosis teacher. I trained with her when I was a young spring chicken in my early 20s. And I was bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. And I was just so hungry to learn about the mind and learn about consciousness and learn about how to create effective change. And I was so lucky. I was really honestly just like Googling coaching, hypnosis, New York City, because that's where I was living. And Melissa came up and we had a little phone call. Can you imagine a phone call? People used to actually call people those days. And I took her certification course and, you know, I apprentice under her for a while. And, you know, she has been my teacher for a long time. And now we have become colleagues and decided to do this together. And your mind is just going to be blown once you hear all that she has to teach about how to work with the unconscious mind and how to bring the most cutting edge neuroscience informed coaching techniques that work with multiple layers of the mind and all aspects of the human consciousness She has written many award-winning books. She has taught at many institutions and she's just the best human being. So that's you, the best human being. Wow. All right. I'll take that. And I'm sure lots of people are really curious. Why did you at this juncture decide to partner with me to do all this? The way you think has always been inspiring. And the questions you used to ask, even as a very new student, always got me to think. And that's my favorite thing about teaching. And so, I mean, start from there, but really it's, it's watching you build this amazing business and in a way that didn't turn me off. Right. As you know, you've known me for many (laughs) years. High praise. It didn't turn me off. It wasn't the worst. You know, uh, one of the big gaps in my training has always been kind of marketing and this and that. I mean, I, I have built a career the slow way, you know, which is just doing good work year after year and, and, and word of mouth because I just something about the whole marketing thing just never 
interested me. It, it many, you know, a lot of it just had me kind of, you know, push away from it. It just felt sleazy. And I was just kind of watching you just be excited about things and start to build a career on your kind of authentic enthusiasm for what you were doing. And then just watching you kind of explode onto the scene. But I did message you and say, hey, kid, what the fuck are you doing? And so just, you know, over the course of of this year, chatting with you and talking about all the things that, you know, we see wrong in this business, things that that make us push back. And after having all of these conversations about what a real kick-ass coaching course should be and would be, uh, we were like, well, why, why don't we just do it? You know, I've been teaching coaching the unconscious mind as part of my integrative hypnosis thing. But as I said, I would teach them and then I would point them to you, point them to, you know, to somewhere else to get the other piece, which is now how do I build a business, right? I've got the skills. I'm really confident in the skills but how do I get in front of people? And so rather than just scuttle them to you, we kind of wanted to put together something that's better than both of us, which is when we get together and we just start feeding off of each other's ideas, that's when magic happens. And so I'm, I'm really excited. The pieces that I'm excited about are the pieces that I could never have taught without you, which is, you know, to take three months and to right from the jump, not just build in the skill set, but build in the actual business and marketing pieces in a fun kind of organic way so that by the time people finish the training, they're hitting the ground running. They've already got a body of work, as you put it. So I'm excited about that. Me too. From the bottom of my heart, I believe that there is no more authoritative teacher on planet earth when it comes to working with the human mind, when it comes to pragmatic neuroscience, when it comes to coaching the unconscious mind and the conscious mind and weaving all of those things in effortlessly in a way that's actually fun and accessible. Like you are it. And you know what? I'm not humble about the fact that There's no one who teaches marketing and business building like me in a way that takes out all of the sleaze and really centers your uniqueness, your integrity, your values, your creativity in a way where business building really becomes an art. And it's something that I didn't even know was possible. That's something that I didn't know existed because it didn't exist when I was training. And Mm -hmm. I think Melissa and I got together, we're like, let's really create something that both of us could only create in our wildest dreams and then offer it to people. And so that's what we got. So, you know, we're going to have more conversations on the podcast. You're going to hear a lot more. And I really want this series of conversations between the two of us on this podcast to feel like a series of mini masterclasses on becoming like a Jedi master in working with the mind. (laughs) And So I want you to treat this conversation like this. It's not just chit chat, as you're going to find out. You're going to learn so much about what it means to coach the entire consciousness. And today we're going to begin the conversation by talking about all the ways our conscious mind gets primed, right? By Mm. all the programming in our unconscious mind, all the external input that we get from the outside. As you often like to remind people, whatever thoughts people have, whatever preferences people have, whatever decisions that people think they're making, 
they think it's conscious. They think they're making those decisions. They think they're having those thoughts on purpose. But in reality, it's already been in very large part determined by the programming in your unconscious mind. And it's serving it up to the part of your mind that's aware and thinking. And you only think you made that decision when it was made for you. And so think about how all of that comes into play when you've got a client in front of you. What are all the ways your client has already been primed to think a certain way, to see themselves a certain way, to approach change and healing and growth a certain way? And how can you use priming to your advantage, right? So that's some of the things I wanted to pick your brain about today. We're primed by our, you know, by our lives, by every experience we've ever had. The brain, you know, runs on prediction. Every moment is based on our previous moments, right? That is just how the brain functions. And so there's that piece that is, you know, your upbringing, your experience, the things that made you basically. Then there's every day, every moment in the moment priming, which is, you know, are you cold? Are you sitting on a hard chair? What colors are in the room? These things have been proven to influence us in so many different ways you couldn't imagine it. You know, if you think for a moment, just, you know, think back to the center, right? My center in in New York, where you used to sit on the couch, you know, (laughs) that was set up strategically, right? The colors on the walls are warm, inviting. The the artwork was all chosen for its good priming effect. If you can't walk in nature, which will build so many different good chemical reactions in the brain, actually build neurogenesis and creativity. If you can't, then at least look out a window at green. If you can't do that, then at least, you know, bring plants in. If you can't do that, then at least show images. And all of these have been studied. You know, now hospitals are bringing in pictures of trees because it's been shown to change blood pressure. It's kind of fascinating. If you're sitting on a chair that's hard, one of those hard folding chairs, then it's it's harder to change your mind. Mm, right? Because all all of our sensory experience, that's what starts everything from the moment we're born. I used to always uh, encourage students to get some tea or coffee because research indicates if they're holding a warm cup of something, then they will rate me as being a warmer individual. Because once you understand how the brain grows, you will see that that early sensory experience of warm being good and nurtured and held and loved and cold being the opposite. And then what happens is as we grow, those become abstractions so that now we can say, what a cold hearted bitch, or I'm warming up to you. I'm warming up to the idea. And what people don't realize is that's just one example, but almost everything has been abstracted from early sensory experience that if you want someone to take your survey seriously, put it on a heavy clipboard because it lends weight to your, your idea, right? So there's a, a book called Drunk Tank Pink, you know, and it's because there's a certain color pink that if painted on the walls of a prison or a hospital, it acts like a sedative to people that are inebriated and violent. There's just so many different things. There was a a place where people kept jumping onto the train tracks to kill themselves. And all they had to do was change the lighting. 
And all of a sudden, no one did it anymore, right? I think it was a blue light they put there. It's like we are so influenced. I used to clean right before a class so that you can kind of smell that subtle lemony scent because research indicates you will clean up after yourself, even if you're not consciously aware. But there's also some other research that says that if you smell that, you'll be more honest because we have these primed ideas of cleanliness is next to what? Godliness. That's right. There's things that if we do this, this um, washing our hands kind of thing, that we will be less apt to give to a, a, a charitable event when people ask, because that is embodied, right? Washing our hands of something. Mm. We, we know that if we're, you know, given the ability, if they did one study where they had people recall something they were ashamed of, and then half the group was allowed to like wash their hands or get like hand sanitizer and the other group had something else. And then they had, you know, someone come in and say, look, I really need help with this study, like a graduate student. And the people that had washed their hands were so much less likely to help because they were no longer feeling guilt. This is how we are fucking primed, like every moment. So it's not just our histories, which obviously primed the brain because it, it, again, runs on prediction. I would always have my coaching chairs be identical, identical height, identical everything so that people understood the coaching relationship is one of equals. We are co-creating the situation. Then I would have a separate chair for a trance chair that would be like cushiony, lean back so that you, everything about it screams, let go, that you're safe. How do we then start to go deeper and prime the the nervous system, right? So understanding the vagus nerve and understanding neuroception, which is the perception of the nervous system that's outside of conscious awareness. What are the things that trigger safety or not safety? Because your nervous system is asking one question every single second. And that question is, am I safe? Am I safe? Am I safe? And so this is happening outside of your client's conscious awareness But their nervous system is primed and always asking the question, am I safe? So how do we use that? What tells the nervous system that you're safe? Well, certain things, right? Your facial expressions, an inanimate face, right? A face that isn't showing expressions reads danger to the nervous system. So so by the way, as Melissa's talking about this, like think about... Think about this in the context of a coaching conversation where you're sitting sitting face to face. I just want you to think about that in this context. Right. So being expressive, right? I don't mean putting on expressions. I mean, allowing yourself to really pay, to really be in sync with someone so that your facial expressions are organic and authentic, you know, used to be, because I trained therapists for all these years and, and psychoanalysts, and they were trained not to show expression. That's, that so triggers the nervous system. They were trained to keep their voice kind of in monotone, you know, in under control or the early hypnosis trainings where it would be like deeper and deeper. That's the most frightening fucking shit ever. (laughs) Right. Because that is exactly because our 
vagus nerve, right, is hooked into all the muscles in the face and around the eyes and our inner ear. So we are actually hooked into and primed to listen to prosody, which is intonation, right? Think about what happens, right? You're a mom now, right? I love that. Think about how you speak to your child or to a puppy or a kitten. If you heard someone speaking to your child like, hi, baby, how are you, baby? You would take your baby and run like because something is wrong with that individual because yeah. our natural tendency is what they call parentese, used to call it motherese, but fathers do it too. Hi, it's very sing-song. It builds neural connections, but it also builds in safety. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that when I say this, what I really don't want people to hear is like, oh, I've got to be sing-songy in my, you know, speaking. No, no, no. no that's weird. Yeah. Don't put anything on, just be you. And right. know that it's okay to be you, to show emotion, to be human, to connect. So those are like a few things. Control the environment a little bit, you know, so that you, obviously now we're all kind of working over Zoom. This big sign right behind you, I love your imperfections. That is just, it makes you smile, but it also allows a certain unconscious awareness of, of acceptance. It's just a beautiful prime. And so we kind of want to be aware of, of that. There's that kind of priming. Then we want to look at the priming research that's been done with language, right? Because I, as you know, I've taught you how to communicate on multi-levels, mm -hmm. right? So now we understand that one of the ways that we want to be able to use our authentic voice by feeling and synchronizing with a client that when we want to, even if we're saying things like relax, we want to make sure that we're relaxed enough to hear that timber in our voice. That's relax. congruence, right? right? So it's total congruence. If somebody wants to be confident, then we're going to be confident. We're going to use our body to kind of get in sync with what they want. Even if they can't get there, we'll get there. And then we're, we, we can more easily guide them. There's that aspect. And then there's the words and the way we use the words, right? So that we set up right away conscious and unconscious dissociation. Right. So when we're just explaining about the conscious mind and then the unconscious mind, and we use a slightly different tonality, then throughout our coaching relationship, whenever we want a message to go in deeper, right, that, you know, you are amazing, we're going to put that in that certain tonality that we've already set up speaks directly to the unconscious mind. There's a lot of research here that says that people don't even get it. They don't hear it consciously, but the unconscious will not only hear it, but act on it. You know, John Barg, if, if you want to Google his name, B-A-R-G-H, he wrote a book called Before You Know It. And he's one of the guys that did the initial research on hot, cold, you know, and oh my God, so many great research studies. But he did the priming research on language so that they had these students come in and unscramble word sentences. One was primed with words in there that were like uh, courteous, patience, you know, this and that. And the other group primed 
with, uh, you know, kind of neutral words and another group prime with hurried or basically the vibe of impatience and go getter and get things done. And the real test was they said, all right, you're going to undo, you're going to, you know, unscramble these sentences. Then you're going to come to me for the second part of the study. And they had an actor come in and basically when they went to the other guy to find out what to do next, he was deep in conversation with a cohort. And what they were actually testing was how long it took people to interrupt the conversation. So the people that were neutral, right? It took them about seven, you know, eight minutes, I think, before they finally interrupted the conversation. The people that were primed with, you know, patience, they lasted almost a full 10 minutes. The people that were primed with impatience words, they couldn't even last like five minutes before interrupting. When, in, when asked about it, they had no idea that they had been primed with language. They did another study where some of the words were like, you know, the aged wine, the wrinkled sheets, you know, words in there that kind of spoke to old age. And what they were looking at was how rapidly or slowly they, they entered the study and then left the study. Mm. So that just reading these words right? That had age. They, it changed their gait. It changed how they walked this and they had no idea. Or if, you know, you and I are talking or people are negotiating and there's a briefcase at the end of the table, they will be more cutthroat in their negotiations versus just a backpack. This is how influenced we are on every fucking level, every moment. So how do we use this with coaching? We want to start to become more aware of the language, of the ideas we're priming people with, of the stories that we tell, the little bullet metaphors. You know, I'm not one for those long-winded, hypnotic, therapeutic stories that, you know, once upon a time, I have zero patience for that. I'm in New York. My clients will have zero patience for that. So all of my little metaphors are, you know, informative. They're like, hey, do you know you can change your brain just by doing X, Y, and Z? But the message encoded in there is you can change, Mm -hmm. right? And so how do we learn to use language and embed these suggestions in such a way that, that is congruent with our clients' highest goals? Because what we, you know, because that's the key. We've got to be congruent with what the client wants. How do we let the client lead and then support that with everything we got? How do we put in ideas that change is not only possible, but it can be easy once you understand the underlying mechanism for how the brain changes. To me, this is the key. There is a revolution happening, but it's not happening fast enough where when things trickle down from the lab into the actual coaching sessions, and it's how do we spur on brain change in such a way that it happens, right? we got a window there of a few hours. You know what? I used to be in academic psychiatric research. And one of the reasons I left that field, even though it was really fascinating for so long, was because 
I would be doing all of this original research, like data-based research on like human behavior and stuff like that. And, you know, I'd be sitting with other research assistants in my professor's office, and then we'd be like, okay, so we do all this research. We write up these academic papers. They get published. They're read by other academics. When is the point where it ever like trickles down to the general public? And right. there was a moment when I had, there was a guy who was another research assistant. We were looking at each other and we knew the answer, which was, uh, like never. Well, and, don't say never. No, 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 no. But be, that was, it yeah. used to be 50 years, but that was long before the internet and everything like that. Right. So that's the, true. But it used even, to be 50 years now time has changed. But to speak to what you're saying, the excitement of, oh my God, this shit is revolutionary. And then it goes, it changes nothing. That's because, well, I don't want to say that horrible thing, but you know, (laughs) well, you know, they say what, you know, paradigms change, you know, one dead white guy after another, Mm -hmm. right? Like once the people that guard their theories and the books, that's what I'm saying. It's not, it's not that the reason that the a lot of the really fucking cool research never trickles down, so to speak, to the therapist office, to the coach's office is because, yes, there's that. And also people, as you said, people are really slow to change all of their ingrained assumptions. They've been primed over and over and over years and years by this is the right way to do therapy. This is the right way to coach. This is what makes it. And then we filter it out because of our unconscious biases, our unconscious filters. This is the thing. So another thing about priming that we do in coaching is how do we shift unconscious filters? How do we shift deeply ingrained patterns and, and habits of attention, right? How do we teach people to step out of their, you know, deeply ingrained perceptual positions in order to see differently? I have to ask you at this point, like we've been talking about all these ideas. So let's bring this down a little bit to actual coaching situations. So perceptual filters, like, you know, unconscious biases, what are some, for example, realistic coaching topics that could come up in a session where you can observe these? Give us some examples. Right. So for me, one of the things that you know that I do, which is to teach a a rapid form of uh, kind of self-hypnosis on the very first session with everybody I coach. Why? Because this is the way that they can personally shift their own filtering system, right? They need to see themselves differently. They need to change the narrative. When you start to think about what keeps these primes active, what keeps these patterns alive is our story, is our own personal narrative, right? What we believe we can or can't do, what we've been trained to, you know, see or not see. So by giving people a very easy, simple way to start to see the goal, to start to see themselves doing the thing, to then float in in a in a nice open way where their mind is a little bit more open to suggestion and start to actively practice it to start to change the narrative in a way that goes deep. It's easier than you think once you know what the fuck to look for. Here's what I want to point out amongst all the all of the research that Melissa's citing, all of the secrets, you know, processy things that she's explaining is that there is, guys, change, changing your brain, getting a transformation, it's actually not that mysterious. It's, you know, when something 
there is a structure. I mean, of course, there's brain is fascinating and complex. So I don't mean that there's no mystery. There, there of course, is there a lot. Of, there's so much about the brain that we don't understand yet. However, there is a lot that we do understand, especially when it okay. comes to changing really ingrained patterns, especially when it comes to changing, changing really ingrained way you ingrained ways that you're used to thinking about yourself and what's possible for you and how you go about you know achieving your goals. And there is a structure to how your brain does the things it does, all those unconscious processes. And what Melissa teaches, there is a structure to interrupting those unconscious processes just at the at the right juncture where it actually makes a difference, right? And there right. is where a structure it becomes malleable. Yeah. Where it becomes malleable. And there is there is a structure to layering in what you do want instead. And the part that I want to stress is this is actually such revolutionary fucking revolutionary ideas, revolutionary processes that every coach should know. And like theoretically, if you think about it, because the research is out there, but it's phenomenal to me how rare these practical well, applications that's are. what you talked about earlier about, you know, the data research and how yeah. it doesn't seep in. That's because we have compartmentalized, yeah. you know, beingness. And yeah. you would think that neuroscience would speak to psychology, that that would be the first people that they open the door and say, hey, look what we found out, but you no. know, but they don't. They fucking don't. You've got to go searching for it. And, and so what, why Melissa is so phenomenal is because she like spends all of her time free time searching for these things. And then she brings in the practical because I'm, coaching. Because it's fascinating. Because you're me. a big nerd. You know? That's why. <laughs> Just, and then she, she folds it into, you know, and she creates these amazing coaching protocols and things that are actually simple that you can learn and you, you can see yourself. So you much see simpler than you think. That's so the much key. Simpler. It sounds it complex. You. Yeah. You know, like when people see a list of things that I cover, they're like, Oh, I don't know my brain. I've got an ADD brain. It doesn't really work that, you know, this looks too heady. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's just, that's, that's what the neuroscientists call it. But let me show you how simple it is yeah. in practice. And the truth is your brain is changing. If, if we've said anything that you didn't know before and it's caused you to start to think new thoughts, you're already, you know, your brain is constantly changing, updating, learning. We just want to tweak it. We just make, want to make it a little bit more strategic so that you're putting the change where the change is needed to lay down and generalize a new pattern. And once you get that, I mean, I use very simple metaphors because I've been teaching for long enough. And when you're teaching a big group, you need to say it in a few different ways so that everybody gets it. The other thing I like to point out, if you do change, solid change work that lasts, that goes generative, you've been hitting these steps without knowing it. Now let's make it more strategic, yeah. right? Because, you know, if you use this technique, here's how the steps are underneath it. If you use this technique. So a lot of times I'm just showing people what they've been doing that they didn't realize they were doing, what's going on under the hood. But now they understand why something works and how it right. works. Yeah. And then they can create their own. This to me is the crucial element, which is we want to create coaches that are that get off on this, that are so creative because we've inspired them to understand the structure of change. And then how you do that, that becomes your own unique art form. 
right? How you sit with a client and inspire reconsolidation is so different than how I sit with a client and do that because the client is different, right? And so we don't want cookie cutter bullshit. We don't need more Simone's or Melissa's out there. What we want, and that's why I'm excited about what we're doing, is because the way you approach even, you know, Business building is as an art form, and no one can do that particular thing like you or you or you because we are fostering your own individual sense of self. It's kind of like this, like we all want you to be incredibly original artists, painting the most incredibly original, innovative paintings, but we're going to teach you color theory right? We're going to teach you how colors work together. We're going to teach you how perception works and we're going to teach you the basic principles that you can go and take, and you can go and apply in whatever way you want that fits the way, you know, your personality, your passions, your style, right? And so all of this, Melissa breaks it down. One of my, my favorite things about the way you teach is that you make it so fun and easy and accessible. And the greatest thing, you guys, this is truly, truly like, this is the thing that I think you're going to walk away from the first day knowing, which is we're going to teach you this basic pattern, this basic change protocol, right? We're going to teach you the neuroscience behind it. We're going to teach you where to go in where you create that, where you access that malleable state. We're going to teach you how to layer in the change that you want. These There's a basic protocol. And then with that, after the very first day of training, you are going to feel so confident that Mm -hmm. you can help most people with most things. You're going to be able to any, put any human being in front of you, almost any human being with almost any problem. (laughs) And you will know that you will get them a kick-ass transformation in 20 minutes, in 30 minutes, in an hour. I speak to most, I speak to so many coaches who think that that they need to work with clients for weeks and weeks and weeks and months and months and, and months to get an impressive enough transformation, right? And every time I hear that, all I think is you just don't know how to work with the unconscious mind, right? And it just breaks my heart because you could be doing so much more in such a short amount of time. And if you do want to work with somebody for six months, it's not because they need six months to change. It's just that you layer in one amazing transfer transformation yes, so after another each, week each after week. Coaching session should have a solid change. Yes. Right. As you know, my opening question is, you know, what do you want to change today? Yeah. And so that sets up a relationship that says, you know, every day something changes. And that because I've been training therapists and just to speak to this, you know, what you're going to get in the very first hour over the years, I know how to build in certain layers of a system. And what I like to do is I like to in the very first hour give the kind of self-directed neuroplasticity frame, which you can then take and offer to any, almost anybody, right? On almost any subject. And this is the way the brain changes. So we're building in confidence from the first hour, which says, wow, I can stop anxiety in less than a minute. I didn't know that was possible. I can then teach a client to stop their own anxiety, to stop their own, you know, issue, whatever that is, in three different ways to foster 
the brain changing. I can do that in 20 minutes. I can teach neuroplasticity from right away. Right away. Yeah. Right away. And And if all you had was that, you could do amazing work. If all you get is what you get in the first hour, you can build a business on that. Many people have. Yeah. Because I trained with you to begin with, even when I was like, nobody knew me, when I was making no money, I had no idea how how to get clients. I have not for one second struggled with my confidence as a coach, struggled with my ability to get someone a fucking mind-blowing change in one session because I learned what you still teach on day one, right? I mean, that was 10 years yeah. ago, but it was still, <laughs> it was pretty, still pretty much. It's, it's a lot more refined and there's a lot more, uh, you know, <laughs> techniques built on. But, but that's the latest what I want. Research. Right? <laughs> we want to train brand new coaches who have never taken a coach training before for whom coaching is totally new. And we want to, we also want to train, you know, coaches who've been doing this a while who want to radically update their skill set. And I want, I think every coach who calls themselves a coach deserves to have this, have this toolkit, this skill set where put almost anyone with almost any issue in front of me. I know I can give them a mind blowing transformation in one session on many levels, a change that that goes so deep that it just becomes an integral part of the person. Exactly. And that is key. And imagine what you could do with that kind of confidence when you know that you're not just puffing yourself up, trying to believe that you're you're a good coach, like, you know, and that confidence translates to your marketing, that confidence and the actual skill set to back up that confidence is the biggest asset you're going to have in promoting your business. And so let's bring it back to priming. Yeah. Think of when a person knows, when a person spends, you know, three months and even on the very first day watches an amazing transformation happen that they've helped to create, right? Think of what that confidence is doing on the, you know, on the priming side, not just for the person, right? We are always sharing millions of bits of information, right? 98% of that is outside of our conscious awareness, but we still feel it. We pick up on it in all these different ways. So how are you gaining this skill set, right? That gives you that confidence. So what is that transmitting? right? As far as the millions of bits of information that you are sharing with your coaching client, right? Think of the internal and external priming there. Think of just how being absolutely congruent, like, oh yeah, we can change this thing. Yeah. And you hold that and then you kind of guide the client's nervous system to believe it too, just by being it. Yeah. Right. And that, that's a big piece and people just don't get it. That's the biggest. If you thing. are doubting yourself, if you feel like, ah, fuck, I've never dealt with that before. Somebody comes in and they throw a curveball. You think they're coming in because they want to achieve their goals. And then they come in and it's, you know, the reason they can't trust, you know, that this thing is because they've had trauma in the past. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're sitting there as a coach. And going, there's fuck. always curveballs. There is always curveballs. Yes, because we, is because we are humans and we're nonstop, unexpected, and stuff. messy. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nothing is ever just the thing yeah. because as you said in the very beginning, you know, what we think consciously is the very tip. It's the very tip of the iceberg, right? When 
David Eagleman in his book many years ago, I think it was, uh, what was it called? Oh, Incognito. He talks about how, you know, the, the unconscious mind has already done the research, has already written the article, edited the article, published the article. And then the conscious mind says, hey, I have an idea. <laughs> yeah. Right. And thinks that it came up with this idea without understanding all the work that goes on under the hood, or it's like, you know, a big ship and all the stuff going on below deck that's making it run. And then you've got like the captain who just like maybe, you know, steers it, not even, but the person who steers it thinking that he's actually running the ship. Yeah. So, you know, if you don't really understand and then learn to play at that interface between the conscious and the unconscious mind, then you're working way harder than you need to be. And you're making your coaching clients work way harder than they need to be. And you can't guarantee that the work you're doing is going to generalize out into the areas that need that generalization to happen in the brain. I think the best marketing strategy is to be so, so good at what you do and to be so confident that you can help people because people can smell that confidence. And well, that's I the think, only strategy I've ever employed, as you know. Yeah. <laughs> I've I, never, you know. Everything that Melissa is describing, you are going to be kick-ass at by the time our training ends. And so- I think just, even if I taught you no marketing, which I'm going to teach you a fuck ton of marketing, even if you didn't do any of that, that confidence alone is going to be, it's going to set you apart from like 98% of who's out there, right? I, I really don't know anyone else who is literally actively researching the latest neuroscience research, like all the time in their free time to incorporate into their coaching, like the latest techniques, the latest possibilities and playing with them and honing them and refining them. You're the only person I know who does that. And so that's what you're going to get. It actually, it's kind of crazy that nobody else does that. I mean, maybe some other people do, but you're the yeah, only some person other who people I, do, yeah, but, but <laughs> I they're, think, they're usually my students. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Because you model it. Yeah. So for all those reasons, I can't wait for this training to start. I can't wait to have you join us. And I know that you just said, even if I taught you no marketing, but I think to me, that's what makes this class really exciting is, is the stuff that, you know, will, will help you to do this work because I can arm people with the most kick-ass skill set, and you can have that confidence. But as you said, Simone, if you don't know how to get in front of people, they won't know how confident you are. They won't know that you yeah. have this skill yeah. set. And so I feel like this is the, the crucial element that I'm really excited about is a way to authentically build your personal brand throughout the training so that, you know, I mean, you and I, right, when we decided to do this, we were talking about the things we wish we had had in our trainings or what we see as, you know, the problem of going through a, a training and then getting out and not knowing how to get clients. I mean, that is, that's a big deal. And no one is teaching that unless you go to a separate business or marketing class. And then they're teaching that schlocky marketing stuff, like click <laughs> funnels. And I don't even know what the fuck a click funnel is, but if I hear the, if I hear those words again, I'm just going to throw my phone against the wall. So <laughs> This is different. It's about, 
it's about, as you said, and I love this metaphor, it really started me thinking differently. And that's not an easy feat to get me to start to be interested in the business side of things, as you know. And so to, to look at it as this is your body of work, this is your art form, this is an expression an artistic expression of who you are and what you long to offer to the world. And I just think it's so beautiful. And all of a sudden it opened up a bunch of great ideas for me. So listen, I've been teaching marketing, you know, for a while. I've taught a lot of marketing, but what I've never done before, which I'm going to do with the certification course is I'm going to teach people how to set up shop from the beginning. I've, I taught people how to market, but I've never taught explicitly. Okay. So this is your first time becoming a coach, or maybe it's not even your first time, but you're like, you want to start over, right? Or you want to do it right. You want to do it in a way that really reflects your congruence, right? So then, okay, how do you actually create an offer? How do you price it? How do you start talking to people about it? How do you, how do you get your very first clients? And what do you tell those first clients about, about what you do, right? Those very first steps that somehow weirdly, like, Nobody taught me, like I had to kind of piece it together. Like I got all the kick-ass skills from you, but that business building 101, but not in the schlocky way, right? That I have to piece together. And I think I have a pretty fucking awesome, awesome ideas on it. And I'm going to break it down, systematize it and teach you all of it. It's, it's what I wish I had. It's what I wish so many of my, they've been asking my, yeah. my people have been asking for that for a long time. Like, can you just teach us how to set up a business? And that's never, you know, I had, haven't had the opportunity to do that because I'm like, well, that's a little bit different from marketing, but I'm going to give you marketing and I'm going to give you that. Yeah. And look, when we were talking and you were so excited, when you get that excited and enthusiastic about a topic, I always considered, blah, you <laughs> yeah. know? And, and then I watch you and you're like, oh, well, I really want to teach this. And I think this is great. And I'm just like, okay, clearly I have not been looking at it in, in the way that you have. And so I love that because as you know, I teach to learn, right? That is, that's my favorite thing. That's why I'm in this game because there's no cap on this, right? There's never a point where you and I are going to be talking and we're going to be like, Okay, Simone, we know everything there is to know about the unconscious mind. We don't even know what the fuck that is, you know? So so that's why this is an exciting field, right? Because we're just always learning, right? To give people the solid foundation that they can, because how do we learn? By doing, right? We're going to give you the course that's going to give you the skill set. And then the real learning comes on the job. With each and every client is an opportunity to hone your skills and to learn and to expand. And so we set, we're going to set that up so that that feels comfortable for you rather than it making you nervous. Oh no, I've never worked with this particular issue. I want you to get excited. Like, Ooh, how does this one work? Because you already know you have the skill set, You have the structure to help almost anybody change almost anything because most things are habits of thought, habits of thinking, you know, habits of feeling, habits of being, habits of doing. And we're going to show you how to break habits. I also want you to come register because one of the greatest side benefits, which is not a side benefit at all, is that you're going to catch 
Melissa's enthusiasm and relentless curiosity <laughs> and her enjoyment of the work. You're going to catch my relentless enthusiasm and enjoyment of the business side of the work. And I think that's the best thing to have. Yeah. The if you can wake up every day excited to do what you love to do, if I'm going to tell you career, one thing. Melissa is one person who wakes up genuinely excited to do this work with her own clients after all these years. And I wake up every single day, leaping out of bed to do this work with my people. And that's what it's all about. Yeah. What the fuck is the point? If you've made a gazillion dollars and you're famous and whatever the fuck, if you don't, if you wake up and you're like, oh, got to do this shit again. You know? Yeah, no, 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 no. This shit is (laughs) fun. We are looking at, you know, the nature of consciousness. Yeah. What's I mean, how can that? that not be fascinating? Yeah, so totally. It was a good primer on priming today. <laughs> <laughs> More fascinating topics to come. Stay tuned. All right. Yeah, cool. Talk to you next week. Bye. All right. Bye. Hey, if you want a shot of fresh inspiration and actionable tips to improve your marketing every single week in your inbox, you better get on my email list. Sign up to receive my free ebook called 20 Unsolicited Copy Tips. It's been known to get people to come out of the woodwork and ask to work with you. So get on that link in the show notes and I'll see you in your inbox next time.